from the second epistle to the Corinthians of St. Paul, chapter 11. Brethren, you gladly bear with fools, being wise yourselves. For you bear it if a man makes slaves of you, or preys upon you, or takes advantage of you, or puts on airs, or strikes you in the face. To my shame, I must say, we were too weak for that. But whatever anyone dares to boast of, I am speaking as a fool, I also dare to boast of that. Are they Hebrews? So am I. Are they Israelites? So am I. Are they descendants of Abraham? So am I. Are they servants of Christ? I am a better one. I'm talking like a madman, with far greater labors, far more imprisonments, with countless beatings, and often near death. Five times I have received at the hand of the Jews the forty lashes less one. Three times I have been beaten with rods. Once I was stoned. Three times I have been shipwrecked. A night and a day I have been adrift at sea. On frequent journeys, in dangers from rivers, danger from robbers, danger from my own people, danger from Gentiles, danger in the city, danger in the wilderness, danger at sea, danger from false brethren, in toil and hardship, through many a sleepless night, in hunger and thirst, often without food, in cold and exposure. And apart from other things, there is the daily pressure upon me of my anxiety for all the churches. Who is weak, and I am not weak? Who is made to fall, and I am not indignant? If I must boast, I will boast of the things that show my weakness. The God and Father of the Lord Jesus, he who is blessed forever, knows that I do not lie. At Damascus, the governor under King Aretas guarded the city of Damascus in order to seize me, but I was let down in a basket through a window in the wall and escaped his hands. I must boast, there is nothing to be gained by it, but I will go on to visions and revelations of the Lord. I know a man in Christ who 14 years ago was caught up to the third heaven, whether in body or out of the body, I do not know, God knows. And I know that this man was caught up into paradise, whether in the body or out of the body, I do not know, God knows. And he heard things that cannot be told, which man may not utter. On behalf of this man, I will boast, but on my own behalf, I will not boast, except of my weaknesses. Though if I wish to boast, I shall not be a fool, for I shall be speaking the truth. But I refrain from it, so that no one may think more of me than he sees in me or hears from me. And to keep me from being too elated by the abundance of revelations, a thorn was given me in the flesh, a messenger of Satan to harass me, to keep me from being too elated. Three times I besought the Lord about this, that it should leave me. But he said to me, My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. I will all the more gladly boast of my weaknesses, that the power of Christ may rest upon me. For the sake of Christ, then, I am content with weaknesses, insults, hardships, persecutions, and calamities. For when I am weak, then I am strong. From the Holy Gospel of St. Luke, chapter 8. At that time when a great crowd came together and people from the town after town came to him, 
Jesus said in a parable, A sower went out to sow his seed, and as he sowed, some seed fell along the path, and was trodden underfoot, and the birds of the air devoured it. And some fell on the rock, and as it grew up, it withered away, because it had no moisture. And some fell among thorns, and the thorns grew it and choked it. And some fell into good soil and grew and yielded a hundredfold. And he said this, he called out, He who has ears to hear, let him hear. And when his disciples asked him what this parable meant, he said, To you it has been given to know the secrets of the kingdom of God. But for others they are in parables, so that seeing they may not see, and hearing they may not understand. Now the parable is this, the seed is the word of God. The ones along the path are those who have heard. Then the devil comes and takes away the word from their hearts, that they may not believe and be saved. And the ones on the rock are those who, when they hear the word, receive it with joy, but they have no root. They believe for a while, and in time of temptation fall away. And as for what fell among the thorns, they are those who hear, but as they go on their way, they are choked by the cares and riches and pleasures of life, and their fruit does not mature. And as for that in the good soil, they are those who, hearing the word, hold it fast in an honest and good heart, and bring forth fruit with patience. Praise to you, O Christ. Please be seated. Sanctuary lamp burns in loving memory of Sylvia Sashri. The Adoration Chapel lamp burns in loving memory of Coleman Vadrine. Second collection today is for the Church in Eastern Europe. The next pro-life Mass is this Tuesday, February 9th at 5.30 p.m. Join us to pray for an end to abortion. Afterwards, the Knights of Columbus will hold its monthly member meeting in the meeting room, and the Culture of Life Committee will hold its monthly meeting in the cafeteria, which is open to the public. See the bulletin for other upcoming events. The St. Agnes Adoration Chapel is open Monday through Friday from 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. Can you offer one weekly hour with the Lord? Committed adorers are urgently needed to keep this devotion available in our parish. Contact the office if you can serve in an hour in prayer. The Altar Society concludes its membership drive this weekend. Membership envelopes may be found in the blue baskets at the entrances to the church. Thank you to all those who have responded to this ministry. We have with us today Deacon David Dawson, my doppelganger, uh, and Deacon Taylor Sanford, two deacons of our diocese who, uh, praise God, will be uh, ordained to the priesthood uh, in just a few months. Uh, So they're on on leave today from the seminary, on loan to us here at St. Agnes by the grace of God and his goodness, and certainly encourage you to continue to keep them in your prayers. And this Holy Mass is being offered for Nicholas Plater. As we come to offer this Holy Mass on the Sexagesima Sunday, 60 Sunday, we hear an interesting, um, an interesting collect that is offered. It's in particular in reference to St. Paul himself. Usually one would only find references to the saints on their particular feast. And yet today it alludes to this doctor of the Gentiles. The collect offered said this, O God, you who see 
that we put no trust in anything we do, mercifully grant that the protection of the doctor of the Gentiles, we may be defended against all adversity. The great doctor of the Gentiles, St. Paul, he who comes to us and gives us a model to follow after by his words, but even more so by his deeds. If ever there is a day where we think we have offered much to Jesus Christ, I would encourage you to go back and read what Paul suffered. It makes our ordinary life look rather small. I can't remember the last time I got 39 lashes, right? He got it thrice, in the midst of countless other things. St. Paul provides for us an immense model of holiness. If ever there was one who could boast, certainly St. Paul would be able to boast well, as he does clearly, as he says over and again, as a madman today, as a fool. If ever we could boast of who might be the best servant, as the disciples were themselves wondering as they were following behind our blessed Lord to Jerusalem, they were all battling amongst themselves. Little did they know it was one who wasn't among their number. It was Paul, right? Paul, the great servant of our blessed Lord. And it's this man that we call to mind when this sex suggests him a Sunday. This Sunday, as we continue the preparation of our hearts for the season of Holy Lent, just two weeks away, a week and a half now. It's in mind of this that Mother Church gives us this lengthy reading from St. Paul and his foolish boasts. And it's in light of this that the prayer is offered as a reminder to us not to boast in ourselves. Lent, of course, is a time where we are tested, where we are tried. But Lent is one of those amazing seasons where if we allow God to do great things, He can do great things. But sometimes Lent can be a time when we foolishly allow it to become a source of our boasting. It would be easy to be able to flaunt the number of things that we have done for Lent. I gave up meat the entirety of Lent, not just for, not just for Fridays. I gave, up, I gave up TV entirely, although that might be a wonderful blessing year-round, not just with Lent. Different conversation in homily, I guess. We can name sometimes the things that we have done, and sometimes we, we, we can multiply these things and become rather confident in ourselves. And at the end of Lent, we can say, I did this. I did the, the full of Lent. I, I, I accomplished the thing that I set out to do. And how the devil is right there beside going, yes, yes, you did. You did these things. Look how good you are. Look how strong you are. Look how faithful you are. Good for you. The devil giving us attaboys, huh? How quick it would be that the evil one would love to congratulate us on how well we did at Lent when we see it for ourselves and what we have done. to try to preemptively stop us from seeing Lent as a time when we can boast upon our own strengths. Mother Church wisely gives us these readings and these prayers. It is nothing that we ourselves do in which we can boast. Nothing. We put our trust in nothing 
that we do. Left to ourselves, left to myself without the grace of God, the only thing that I can do, the only thing that you can do, the only thing that any of us can do well is sin, and we can do it phenomenally without the grace of God. The only thing that we can do that is good is receive his grace in the end and to be willing to respond to it. It is Christ who does these things that are good. St. Paul may be able to go and to boast about all the good that he has done, but he knows full well that he is a fool if he thinks he did it himself. He knows that it was Christ. He knows that it was the grace of Christ being poured out for him. It was indeed all Christ. This is why elsewhere he would be able to say, it is no longer I who live, it's Christ living in me. It is Christ living in me. Father Eugene Boylan, the author of the book, This Tremendous Lover, reminding of that same reality, that if there is anything good that I do, it is God in me doing it to himself. If I pray well, it is God in me loving himself. If I show mercy towards another, it is God in me showing mercy to another. If there is anything that I do, it is Christ in me at work. It is not I, it is Christ. Mindful of this, we turn to our blessed Lord and ask that he might increase within us. Again, it is not we ourselves who do the things that are good. It is when we open our hearts to Christ. It is when we allow the Holy Spirit who dwells within us by the mystery of our baptism to do the work which he desires already to do. But sometimes we simply get in the way. It is to let Christ be Christ. To allow ourselves simply to be instruments in his hands. Mindful that The hammer does not think that it has built the things itself. It has been used by the builder. And for us the same, to be instruments in the hand of our God. To help us in this also, we too, I think, can resonate with the words of St. Paul as he concludes that lest he find himself too elated, lest he find himself too, uh, too easily thoughtful of himself, The Lord has given them the thorn in the flesh, the blessed thorn in the flesh. We don't know what that exactly is in Scripture, writers and commentators through the centuries have reflected often on what is the thorn. Maybe we'll know in heaven, huh? But the simple fact is that God allowed him to experience something to keep him tied to the earth, lest he think these things were by himself, by his own strength by his own grace, by his own wisdom, by his own fortitude, by his own perseverance. It was all Christ. The thorn in the flesh, a daily reminder to St. Paul that this was truly his lot, that left to himself, he would continue to fall. He is weakness. He is brokenness. And yet, that is used by Christ. And it's for us to be mindful of the same. All of us, given thorns in the flesh, in some way or another, 
all of us, given things in the course of this life that are a burden to us, that are a reminder to us that I need God. If all was well, how quickly we forget him. We need the thorns. We need the cross, crazy as it sounds. Because very often it's the cross that brings us back to the reality of our need. We need God. There is nothing that we can do ourselves to be reliant upon ourselves, to to be able to do anything again that is good. It is all Christ. So as we offer this holy mass, it's a day to continue to come and allow the Lord to purify our hearts, to allow him to come and to prepare the soil of our soul to receive the word that is given to us, both that which is spoken and that which comes in the most holy Eucharist, the word made flesh. Let us pray today that we might receive it well. We might be open to all that God has in store for us. That we would be willing to point to him in all things, mindful that Christ has done this, the building up of the kingdom, the bearing of our fruits.